1: Welcome to MuggleCast, your weekly ride into the Wizarding World fandom. I'm Andrew.
2: I'm Eric.
3: I'm Micah.
0: And I'm Laura.
1: On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing what happened in the 1998-1999 school year at Hogwarts. It's uh, actually a question that came up in Muggle Mail a few months ago, and it was such a good question that we were like, we need to do a whole episode around this because it's a pretty big question and pretty interesting question too. So we'll talk about that in a little bit should also note, this is episode
2: 555. Five, five. That is kind of cool. Like It's a bit generic. It's the movie safe well, episode.
3: You know what that means. The next episode that we uh, have triple digits on.
2: Oh, six, six, yes. Six. It's a big, big Nicholas Flamel birthday episode. Because <laughs> that's how old he is in the first Harry Potter book.
1: We should just skip that episode like hotel hotels, skip the 13th floor, which I always find so stupid, because like if you Mm. look at an elevator and all the numbers, you see 12 and 14. If I'm on floor 14, I know I'm actually
2: on 13. So what's the point? Yeah. The point is not inviting that energy into the universe, Andrew. Just don't do it. (laughs)
0: We should make a bad episode for that one. You know one. what we should do?
2: We should do another <laughs> twelve hour yeah. live stream. We're gonna do another twelve hour <laughs> live stream. We'll just and then release it after the fact. So we'll have episodes like six sixty to six seventy-two just there.
1: There was a pretty big news item this week that we wanted to discuss. And by the way, we are aware there have been a lot of Fantastic Beast clips and behind the scenes looks over the past couple of days. And we will get to those next week. In our new segment this week, we wanted to focus on this big new preview that was released of Hogwarts Legacy. We've mentioned this game from time to time. This is a new game coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox, and a couple others, I guess. It's an open world, Wizarding World game. It's set in the 1800s. It was confirmed today. I don't know if we knew this previously. It had leaked, but it was confirmed today that you are going to be playing as a late blooming so to speak wizard you join Hogwarts in your fifth year which is pretty interesting everybody here saw the teaser it was like 15 minutes long there were some interviews with the development team after what do y'all think
0: i was super impressed um to be honest i was a little bit worried because we hadn't heard much about this game in quite some time and it made me concerned about sort of you know usually when movies or games are really getting pushed out like that it's sometimes not a great sign. But I was really impressed with this. It looks beautiful. The combat looked really amazing. Um, I was watching it with my boyfriend who is in game design. And he was like, this is the best combat I've ever seen in a wizarding world uh, property, period. Like, forget the movies, the combat that we saw in this trailer, in this teaser was way better than anything we've ever seen before. And there's so much customization involved, like you get to get sorted into your Hogwarts house, you can customize what your character looks like. And it seems like there are a couple of different paths that you can choose to pursue as well. Um, You can choose to it seems, go good or go bad. And that's just really appealing to me. I love games like that. I love getting a game like that that I can uh, play both paths on, basically, to see what the different outcomes are. This actually got me really excited for Hogwarts Legacy. I was not very excited before. I am now.
3: One of the things I thought about was that uh, when you take time to develop something and maybe even delay things a bit, this is what it should look like. Yep. <laughs> if, if you get what I'm saying. Come out the and gate being like, ah, here we are. I agree, Laura. I thought the graphics looked phenomenal. The world, amazing. I can't wait to jump into it. Not just to explore Hogwarts and its grounds, but everything else that you can do. I mean, it, it, I was blown away, honestly. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Huge fan I know, Andrew, you are as well of Breath of the Wild. Zelda. And reminded me of this a bit in terms of just how expansive everything is and how much you seem to be able to do.
1: Yeah.
2: It's definitely a game that I can't wait to play. The bar these days is real high for sort of story adventure games, I think. There's a lot of really good ones out there. I know at least three of us are playing Horizon Forbidden West right now. Andrew, that's your first PS5 game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the details, the detail in the game is absolutely incredible. And um, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be like that in that it is open world ish and you can level up your skills and you can be crafting. It's there are a lot of similar elements, but this is very common for these types of video games. So I'm very glad that it has all those elements
2: yeah yeah and i mean to say like the story narrative uh woman in the interview that they did after the initial like 15 minute there's five minutes of interviews with people she even like used the term side quest so there are sort of your active missions there are your side missions you can go around the countryside you can leave hogwarts and help people like townspeople not just hogsmeade townspeople but like hermits in the middle of nowhere they said you know with with things using your magic. So I'm pretty excited for the just how open world it is. But I, I find myself being drawn. I, I think they're right when they say, when you think of the Wizarding World, what anchors people to it, what excites people is Hogwarts. So the idea of these mm-hmm. mysteries, this ancient magic that your character can tap into, seems like they got a really good idea, like a good kernel of a story in the plot and are just exploring that to its uh, fruition.
3: Yeah, that's one thing that I really liked about it is the fact that it's not tied to harry potter in any way so i think it removes any kind of expectations that people have coming in in terms of seeing certain storylines play out or certain characters show up although we did get a bit of a tease that we may see some familiar faces along the way who uh they would have to be old enough obviously to show up or dead yeah, or they dead. showed yeah. some of the
1: ghosts. They showed nearly yeah, headless snake, for example. Or
2: and I'm pretty sure I saw thieves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. I got Peeves. so excited when we were watching it. Mark was like, who the heck is that? And I was like, oh my God, it's Peeves. They actually <laughs> put was Peeves cool. in something. <laughs> some of the things
1: I noticed, I took some random notes while I was watching. Uh, you do get to attend classes. The professors seem very colorful and unique. I mean, personality wise. And I thought that was great because we see a lot of unique personalities at Hogwarts in the core series. So I'm glad they're, they kept that in mind when creating new professors. They mentioned iconic locations. You have, been able to explore before you see the hogwarts kitchens and you can go down in there and you see house elves and um you saw like i don't know moaning myrtle's bathroom or something like that the original version of it or something did you guys see that very fancy bathroom
2: oh the prefix yeah. bathroom
1: yeah prefix bathroom that's the prefix bathroom how do
2: you know yeah that? i think i think i think so with its grandiose kind of wow the way that it was designed
1: that is hilarious because few video games actually create bathrooms. Like Goldeneye maybe created bathrooms, but how oh, many video
2: games have you? Bathrooms? You're right. There's not a very yeah, there's not a huge but but it's possibly part of the plot or it's one of those things where yeah. you read about it and you wanna see it. Um but that's, yeah.
1: that's good news that they're, that they're adding all these different rooms because then you can only imagine how many rooms they actually created at Hogwarts. It truly feels like so far that you will be able to explore every nook and cranny at Hogwarts. I'm sure some doors might be locked, but like there's going to be a ton
2: to explore at the school alone. That seems to really well done. I mean, games have just been able to accommodate more and more space lately, you know, as, as the technology improves, as the systems improve. You know, this is not the world's first open world Hogwarts. It's probably, you know, they've had sort of free roaming hogwarts is back you know in like the chamber of secrets pc game you know that era of gaming and those were all very good too there were secret passages there were portraits that you had to shoot a certain spell to to like get behind them like really cool stuff to see that brought into the next generation of gaming is exciting though because it still has that level of like playfulness that you know what it felt like to be 14 and playing a harry potter video game that yeah. kind of mood feels like parts of this trailer.
1: Yeah. And by the way, now that they have this whole game engine built, we could see a sequel sooner rather than later. You yeah. know, it might not take 10 years. It might only take a few years and they'll just use that castle as a starting point and just build from there. So that's that's exciting to think about. But some other things I noticed, you can fly brooms and you can fly on the back of hippogriffs. The world seems very expansive. Eric, you mentioned small villages, but there's a point where it looks like you get near the ocean, the English coast. So it looks like you could travel pretty far. It makes you wonder how close Hogwarts is, but
3: whatever. There was a scene right where they do Reparo and it repairs this bridge or pathway that goes out to something that appeared to be sitting out in the water. So
2: Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. pretty cool. At first, I thought it was Azkaban. And I was like, oh, wait, there's nothing. (laughs) There's nobody in it, so it can't be escapated.
3: (laughs) To your point about expansiveness, though, Andrew, and expanding on the actual original video game, I would love to see them do this to other parts of the globe. Being able to go to the US, to Ilvermorny and the surrounding areas, or to many of the other wizarding schools that we've talked about, on the show before i think that would be really really cool yeah Mm -hmm. and
0: that could also be the answer for how we get you know more expanded details on these schools and on these other wizarding communities because as we all know we were supposed to get that with the fantastic beast franchise and it's falling kind of flat um, But having a whole game studio focused with all of those people bringing their diverse backgrounds and experiences to the table, I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. Um Again, like Mark was sitting there like, this is how they save the wizarding world. Like, this is how <laughs> WB saves the expansion of the franchise. Um And I, I feel the same way. I think that it's stuff like this. It's again... Opening the sandbox and letting other creators in to make well,
2: something new and fresh. And what did Mark say about the beasts? Oh yeah, he was—he
0: was like, "There are more fantastic beasts in this trailer than there have been in the whole franchise or in the whole, the whole series." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you He's see some wrong. beasts that are recognizable from Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. So that's but also some nice just synergy. a lot of
0: beasts in general. Yeah, they're all mm-hmm. kinds of animals.
1: Yeah. So we'll include a link to the I don't even want to call it a trailer. It's a, a, an extended look at Hogwarts Legacy if anybody wants to watch it for himself. I think the t- the TLDR from us is that it lives up to expectations so far. We can't wait to play it. By the way, they did announce it'll be available holiday 2022. So they're not committing to a specific date yet, but holiday usually means like Thanksgiving obviously before Christmas, so I would expect it late November, early December. One thing I didn't see was Quidditch. There was a cutscene mm. where you see Quidditch in the background, but there's a big question around, will you be able to play Quidditch? I'm wondering if they're going to have a DLC at some point, basically an expansion of this game where you do get to play Quidditch and maybe compete, and maybe it'll be like Quidditch World Cup, which Eric and I have spoken about, or everybody's Love spoken it. about over the years. You know, So I, there's a lot of flying, but Quidditch was suspiciously absent maybe they just want to save that surprise for later because obviously that maybe. that would be uh, a very popular feature
2: i i did see there was a moment where you're moving like blocks and and balls and around what looks like um I guess what i would call like a bocce court you know kind of kind a thing of, or like yeah like, some sort kind of puzzle ish. so that struck me as being maybe they'll invent a few like popular pastimes like or we'll see oh. gobstones or we'll see you know wizarding other wizarding games besides like the three that were you know, shout it out in the books.
0: They could also be leaning on Quidditch through the ages to draw some inspiration yeah. for what Quidditch at Hogwarts would have looked like in the late 1800s. So hundred percent, a ton. There's like a wealth of detail that's just awaiting this game. So I, I'm excited.
2: Yeah, definitely worth a further look. We really
3: should have some nostalgic late 90s music for... <laughs> This episode. Maybe we try and figure out what the graduation song will be at the end. (laughs) Uh, You know, like we all grew up in the 90s. And and
1: so I
2: feel like.
0: You know what it would be. It'd be the vitamin C graduation song. I
2: know. Yes. (laughs) 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 Let's see. Billboard Hot 100 Singles of 1999. Shares Believe. TLC's No Scrubs. Britney Spears Baby One More Time. Sixpence None The Richers Kiss Me. That's the prom song for sure. All right.
3: We we have some options here. So as Andrew mentioned earlier on in the episode, uh, we got an email a while back from one of our listeners, Annette, who wanted us to dive deep on what it would be like in that 1998-99 school year, post-Battle of Hogwarts, the year that Ginny and Luna would graduate. We know Hermione went back for her final year, so she would have attended with them and so this is really going to be a discussion about what that year looked like, at least according to us. And uh, we got a bunch of questions. <laughs> we make the rules now. We might as well just write it. It's a, it's our own fan fiction. We got uh, a lot of great questions submitted by our patrons that we're going to get to. So Annette asked us a few questions uh, in that email, which we actually did address on the episode A couple of questions that she had asked us were, we know that Hermione did go back for her final year after the Battle of Hogwarts and finished her education, which means that she would have graduated with Ginny and Luna. Do we think that the three of them would have been really tight in their final year? And we actually discussed that back on episode 539. She Wanted to know what would it be like for students whose families ended up siding with Voldemort? That might be a little bit awkward uh, when they walk back in uh, for their first day of classes. If they walk back in for their first day of classes, uh, any new traditions that the school would have had? Would Snape end up with a remembrance plaque in the entrance hall? Uh, Big question that came from a lot of patrons i think it was probably the most asked question i know eric we're gonna dive deep into this but where would there finally be grief counselors at the school uh given everything that happened to set the stage this would have been september of 98 four months after the battle not long at all a lot of ptsd to wow. deal with those wounds are just still probably open. yeah he's still cleaning it up with his broom <laughs> Yikes! Mrs. Norris helping the best she can. All the uh, well, the leftovers. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. (laughs) So we're going to get to all of Annette's questions, but a really good one to start out here is start of term. Would the Sorting Hat have had a special song given everything (laughs) that had transpired just four months earlier? Or was, was he be- destroyed?
1: No. Yeah. Maybe some like beat poetry. <laughs> the hat would have had instead. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe a song would be too dreary. It'd, it'd have to be like the Hogwarts something staff somber. It's just
2: like, in lieu of grief counselors, here's a really moving uh, beat poetry song, a poem from The Sorting Hat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we rely on music <laughs> as therapy, <That's>, you know?
2: <laughs> that's true. I like Maybe this. The Sorting Hat would sing vitamin C. Oh, my- <laughs>
0: I I like the idea of the Sorting Hats song, you know, beat poetry, maybe even a rap, basically going somewhat along the lines of, I warned you guys, remember? (laughs) Like, I told you this was going to happen. Yeah, I could see the Sorting Hat being a little petty.
3: One thing I actually just thought of, though, is given everything that just happened, would we still sort? That's an interesting question. Does it make sense? I think so. I think so. Slytherin still be a house?
2: I think yeah, like, it has to be <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because there's still upperclassmen. That's the th- that's the thing is there's people from all seven years that are like like unless you're maybe like it would be weird to take the people from the like years one through six previously and say you can't be in your house anymore if they're returning, even if they didn't sort anybody new into Slytherin. There are still those Slytherins from before.
1: I think it's important from a unity standpoint too, just to have everything go on as normal. Everybody would want to welcome Slytherin, hopefully with open arms.
0: Also, Harry's son is sorted into Slytherin nineteen years That's later, so presumably, you know, in, in they nineteen keep it.
2: years they get over the uh, the prejudice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, well, it's the first year back, and he's like, "Dang it, my first year at Hogwarts, I get put in Slytherin." <laughs> <laughs> i'm harry potter's
2: son <laughs> i feel like we have to uh suspect kind of that a lot of what we're going to be talking about and discussing is hopeful but i think realistically a lot of what we see at hogwarts during this school year will be the same Will be exactly the same because we are all creatures of habit. I think that the mechanics that are put in place, like school sorting and everything, are just going to be that way. Not because they're right, not because they've been assessed. Nobody's going to have time to really think immediately, especially with a four-month turnaround. People are still going to memorial services and and you know really trying to figure out how to emotionally process everything that just happened. You know, I feel like they're just gonna if Hogwarts does come back, which I guess we heard that it did. They're going to be keeping it as as familiar as possible, and kind of dealing with those other issues on the fly. I think
3: it's a good point. Uh, I just wonder: is four months enough time to even, yeah, get things back to a state of normalcy? Certainly, magic can help with the rebuilding of the castle grounds and making yeah. everything there look as if nothing had happened, but. I don't think that's necessarily the right way to handle the situation either. I think there needs to be some sort of recognition of what's happened, some tribute in some way, given that a majority of these students went through an extremely traumatic event. Uh, And also would be curious how many parents would be willing to send first year's off to the school after everything that has just transpired.
0: It would be interesting. I could kind of see the new incoming class of students being much smaller. So first Mm. year classes might be a bit odd because there's like maybe five kids per house or something like that coming in.
2: Just Mm -hmm. like in the Harry Potter books. Well,
0: yeah, no, that is just like in Harry Potter, actually. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it could be even less than
2: that. I can see people looking to do homeschooling or looking to do other alternative means of education after finding out that a yeah. huge war was fought. Like, I think the the world at large is that they're no longer to be able to conceal the fact that Hogwarts is a security nightmare from from people. <laughs> be like, really? The dark like lord showed up and killed a bunch of students like, you know, dozens of people died.
1: Or maybe they vowed to start
2: securing things down yeah i mean what kind of what kind of promises would you need to make the parents that are sending their kids here what kind of you know uh procedures would you need to put into place like maybe it's like the buddy system walking to classes escorting to classes things like this that like don't really do anything but they make you feel safer it is a um, school of
3: magic though at at the end of the day so things happen or can happen yeah.
2: Just naturally, I can see that on the Hogwarts letterhead, dear ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) things happen. We are a school of magic, and it's 1999, so we're gonna party.
3: (laughs) And we may get to talking about this a little bit later on when we get into the whole grief counselor aspect of it. But I think if we were to take it and make any kind of comparison to modern day, uh, it's it's not all that different from some sort of traumatic event taking place at. A school. And unfortunately, we've seen more than our fair share of that happen here in the United States over the last 20 years or so. And I think that probably a lot of what we're going to talk about will be informed by what we've seen happen after those events. Uh, But I think the most important thing is that we don't just forget it like we have a tendency to do here in the United States, at least from a mainstream standpoint.
2: I can see them leaving a part of Hogwarts destroyed. Um, Maybe it's like the courtyard or something like that, where it's like, you know, a space for commemoration. A lot of people lost their lives, I'm pretty sure, in the courtyard. Uh, So that would be something where they just be like, yeah, this is us. This is part of our history. So right in the front, right when you're walking into the school, and then people can go and hang out there afterwards to like think back. But then the rest of the school, when you get in, the functional parts of the school are pristine and up and running.
0: Yeah, I think that tracks because they do the same thing with Lily and James's house in Godric's Hollow, right? It's preserved as it was the night it was destroyed when Voldemort killed Lily and James. That makes sense. That there would be some sort of place that's frozen in time. Yeah. You know, But I do have to say, I've been thinking about this Hogwarts things happen and i'm imagining like kids getting to school for the opening feast and being given swag bags that have like <laughs> like uh water bottles in them that <laughs> just say hogwarts things happen and they're like it's School's okay guys we hear you
2: <laughs> drink water
0: <laughs> you'll feel better and i feel like yeah. we need to make this water bottle now it needs to have like An image of Hogwarts on fire on it, and it can say Hogwarts things happen.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Swag bags. I mean, who's the headmaster? Gilderoy Lockhart? Like, (laughs) WB would probably
1: sue us if we included Hogwarts. So we'd have to, like, oh, right. uh, We just have have to put, like, Wizard School. Well, Wizard School (laughs) things happen, or things totally happen at that Wizard School. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop
3: it. Eric, though, you raise a really interesting question and that who would be the headmaster or headmistress of the school for this year. Uh, I think that, you know, given what we're talking about, one of the things that can lend itself to at least feeling a level of comfort is having familiar faces from a professor standpoint. And so I was wondering what professors would still teach at Hogwarts after what transpired we naturally identify with the students and wondering who would come back would they end up even going to school in the first place if their first years but let's not rem- let's not forget there's also the professors and they've been through a lot themselves as well uh and do we think that maybe some of them would just say you know what i've had enough hanging it up <laughs> uh that was too much for me
2: yeah they they all deserve a retirement with full benefits um, and many, many, many orders of Merlin first class. But I think that the pressure would be on to show some strength. And I think they would all be asked to stay on for one more year at least uh, so that they can get Hogwarts back under its ground like a year not run by Death Eaters and with no Voldemort trying to get in the castle the first time in seven years that that hasn't happened like to reset basically yeah
1: and i think what normally happens after tragedies is there's an effort to try and kind of continue whatever they can whether it's at a school or anywhere else like having the same teachers there from the before times would be helpful for the students because they can see you know the 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 teachers have confidence and they still believe in the school if all the teachers just bailed on hogwarts i think i as a student might be afraid to go back too because if it's like if they're bailing why am i going back you know that's a
2: great point actually (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering whether slughorn would stick on because you know he was hesitant to return to begin with but he did kind of stand his ground and fight in the battle, I think he might yeah. just gain some kind of peace with himself. As a, I think he would like probably stay, but I, it, it wouldn't be an easy choice for him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, he, mean, I
2: mean, he fought
3: Voldemort, I believe, in, in like right. a three-on-one. I'm pretty sure that's right. Confrontation. He did. Yeah. Uh, he also was part, I mean, he didn't really do a whole lot, but in that scene where McGonagall ends up confronting Snape, uh to save Harry, it's the other three heads of house that show up. So there was a there was a unified front at least um, on the surface amongst them. But yeah, I, I do wonder if some of the teachers would have just said, eh, I'm good. I'm taking my Hogwarts pension, my uh five sickles and three canutes and uh <laughs> hanging it up. Teachers' salaries
2: in the 90s mm-hmm.
0: You think Professor yeah. bins has done? It's like, you know what?
2: No, he
3: just taught through the whole thing.
2: He didn't know what was going on.
0: It's like, why is nobody turning up for history of magic?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) The most important class of them all. Well, he's got a
3: whole new uh, couple of chapters to add to this class
2: now.
0: I was going to say history is literally happening right now. Professor Binns, where
2: are you at? Mm-hmm. Um, I think McGonagall's the obvious shoe in for headmaster. I mean, I would have said after Dumbledore died that she would have been the headmaster. And obviously we had to do the Snape thing for a very good reason, but mm-hmm. you know, she was deputy headmistress for and only through a bizarre twist of Umbridge and Snape sort of usurping that power in their own respective years, she would be the person that I would go to, to become the new uh, head person at Hogwarts.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I think she's the heir apparent. I do find it interesting, though, that none of the heads of house were killed in the battle. Are you
1: saying there's a conspiracy here or? Well, actually,
3: none of the professors were killed in the battle
2: Mm. on the current staff. Yeah, unless you like, because Lupin was, but he was previous staff. They
1: received security nightmare training at the school, so they knew how to survive. (laughs) Survival training at Hogwarts.
2: Yeah, they did the Battle of Hogwarts drills, where it's like, okay, if it really comes down to it.
1: (laughs) How to survive Hogwarts. The teachers got the class, the students didn't.
3: They all hid in the chamber. (laughs) Maybe being a head of house uh, gives you special protection. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, there's a good question here, though. Assuming McGonagall does become headmistress... Who takes over Gryffindor House in this school I, year? I love this question.
0: Me too. I was thinking about it, and I feel like the most fun possibility is that it's maybe a recently graduated Gryffindor, not yeah. someone who just graduated, but maybe, you know, someone on the younger side. And I was like, what's Oliver Wood up to? <laughs> like, could he come, come be the Gryffindor head of house and teach flying lessons?
1: Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a good pick. Yeah, I didn't really have any other ideas, but I like the general idea of like a recently graduated Hogwarts student. You actually you see this happen in the Muggle world too. Like I've seen people who I went to school with uh, through middle school or high school go back to those schools just a few years later to become a teacher. I always Same. think that's super
2: cool. Well, and 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 so McGonagall not only is leaving behind the head of Gryffindor. Um, position, but she'd be leaving behind transfiguration class. So you'd need somebody to teach that. Maybe not the same person that's also head of Gryffindor House, but, you know, somebody who we know that's also been good at transfiguration. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: only other person I can think of is Hagrid, Uh, the head of Gryffindor.
1: Is that role for him?
0: Here's the thing. Is he a great teacher? Eh. But I think that he could. You could make an argument for him being an amazing head of house. He would be so caring with those students, especially with first years. Remember how he was with the trio when they were young. He would like show up at the common room with his not so great cooking, but people would like (laughs) him so much that they would at least try to eat those rock hard cakes he makes. Um, I I think that it would be a good match potentially.
1: I just the reason I asked that is because I figure he's more of an outdoorsy type, and would he would he have to spend more time in the castle? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe he could get away with not spending more time in the castle.
2: Right, yeah, that's a lot of stairs for him to climb. Maybe Gryffindors <laughs> could do more outdoor activities. He'll bring the common room outside. Yeah. <laughs> No, maybe every, maybe everyone can do more exercise this year. The Gryffindor
0: common in. room is now in the Forbidden Forest.
1: Just,
2: cool. a, just a paddock. Right along the edge. It's-
0: All of a sudden, people are sitting on the sorting stool being like, not Gryffindor, not
2: Gryffindor. <laughs> I don't care if Harry was in it.
3: I thought about Percy as an option.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering if he's too wet behind the ears i'm wondering if he graduated too recently but it's just that we don't know those sorts of people right like bill weasley graduated a few years before harry starts i'm thinking oh maybe bill but we don't really know many people who would kind of fit that niche of they're old enough to be a competent and confident teacher but harry wouldn't know them necessarily right
3: well if we had lupin he would have been a uh... Good choice for that, thing.
2: Yeah, and we can pluck from former retirees, the ones that didn't die. I guess most of the D.A.D.A. people are gone. Uh, But uh, any any of the teachers, like Grubbly Plank could get promoted to like a full-time position somewhere. Um, There's definitely people that we could reach out to. Um, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, it wasn't just Hogwarts that was attacked. It was the ministry was infiltrated, was a horrible place to work for a year. I can see some more government types, um, being like, you know, I'm going to, I want some peace and quiet. I'm going to get into teaching (laughs) to try and do something for the, for the people, for the future generations.
3: Earlier, we were talking about the fact that this would be graduation time for Ginny and Luna, uh, and also Hermione who made the choice to come back for her final year And I'm just curious what we think a Hogwarts graduation would look like and kind of as a follow-up to that, do we feel as if we were robbed as readers for, you know, we spend seven years at school with these students, but then never, ever do we see a graduation ceremony.
2: Yeah. I just assumed it was like the leaving feast where they throw their hats up at the end and it's, hooray.
0: Yeah, because the seventh (laughs) years are at, the end of year term feast and it does there's never anything said about them having a separate ceremony is there
2: i don't think so it's interesting the way that the seventh year of hogwarts was proposed as optional sort of late in in the game Mm -hmm. because everybody turns of age before they go to that year so i think i think it's just like was one of those things you kind of would expect to see, but then it's like, oh, wait, but the law means you don't even have to go to that year. So why would they graduate?
0: I do wonder, assuming there is some kind of graduation ceremony or acknowledgement, if we would see uh, each student killed in the Battle of Hogwarts being posthumously honored during the year that would have been their graduation. Yeah. I can
2: see a big funeral for everybody or mm-hmm. a big memorial service start of term. So everyone's back kind of a thing. And yeah, it'd be like a little bit of a downer, but I think that the only way to move forward is to commemorate what happened. And to that end, I think like the sorting hat would definitely have a song about it. And there would probably be like a mandatory meeting of the entire school.
3: I mean I could see like some fun stuff going on at graduation. You know how there's always that tendency for people to do crazy stuff when they go up on stage to accept their diploma.
1: shoot oh, some yeah. spells off. Yeah. I would just ride out on a broom or maybe like summon <laughs> yeah. a hippogriff and fly out on that. Like I'd I'd have to make a grand exit, I think.
3: Who would hand out the diplomas? Do you think it would be McGonagall? Would it be maybe the minister, which is Kingsley at the time? No, I think
1: I think it'd have to be the headmaster or the heads of house, but I feel like you would shake the hands of the headmaster and all four heads of house. And then maybe like try to yeah. high five the ghosts or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Awkward.
2: Definitely.
3: Who do we think might be a good commencement speaker for this particular year? Harry Potter. I I knew somebody was going to say
2: that. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it seems most appropriate. Harry would give the worst commencement speech.
0: He also wouldn't like, want to, I don't think.
2: Well, Hermione would have her valedictorian speech. But I don't know yes. who's in Well, maybe
3: by the time like May or June rolls around, people will be in more of a spirited mood and- willing to celebrate
1: well unfortunately though by around that time it's you, the anniversary you hit the one right? year Is anniversary that... yeah exactly <laughs> oh, so it's no, like no. can you even have a yeah i think you Ugh. it'd be complicated it's, they'd have to be like a, a month apart brief. yeah yeah
0: although there's something strong wouldn't there be in having a celebration on the one year anniversary like we have overcome Look how far we've come. We're moving on with our lives. We've reclaimed Hogwarts. It's ours. We yeah. won. And we're not letting what happened deter us from our goal of educating the people of our community.
1: Right. We're stronger together. Mm-hmm. We're united.
2: We'll never let maybe this happen again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a year-long project to develop something that helps commemorate mm-hmm. or help celebrate. Like... um. Like if they build the memorial, like if if the year is spent kind of turning around the space in say the courtyard or something into something where every student has a hand in creating the magic for it.
3: So I know we talked a lot about the grief aspect of the fallout of the Battle of Hogwarts and a lot of patrons posted questions about whether or not there would be the appropriate support in place, And I know we also have a section here uh, in the discussion for that as well. So, Eric, I don't know if you want to yeah, lead us through
2: this. Sure. I feel like this is the year Hogwarts has to have grief counselors or somebody who knows something about what mentally is going on with these students and is addressing it you know right out the gate although i said things would be mostly similar as similar as possible because human beings do not handle change well period i think there are certain little things that the, the school could do right out the gate that would help um so like more break times um in student schedules like more more downtime maybe there's not this huge push towards exams because we've actually seen in the harry potter books sometimes exams get canceled um, you know, maybe there's just sort of refocusing it, you know, not trying to what, squeeze the meat out the hole, you know, get these students out of school, like just be like, we're here, we're working on our identity, downtime, downtime, yeah. downtime.
3: Yeah,
1: or maybe just less classes you need to take each term, just so you have less of a workload.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's just chaos everywhere. And and to that point, every student that goes to Hogwarts, their parents are facing that same chaos. The government was infiltrated. The government was actively sending harmful propaganda, which you just don't forget. You just don't back down from. So I think everyone who lives in the Wizarding world during this year and the years to, immediately to follow um, have to really cope with. What happened, and so they're all going to be doing this work. They're all going to be doing this: take a step back, grieve, process that kind of a thing. So, you know, Hogwarts should get the first pick of mental uh, anguish uh, counselors for sure. It it is truly
3: amazing though that they weren't put in place before.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I know we spent a lot of time talking about how this school is a security nightmare, but. Just thinking of all the things that transpired during Harry's time at Hogwarts, if you were to single out any one of the events that are sort of the main events of each of the books, in and of themselves, they're enough for grief counselors, right? Uh, Chamber of Secrets. Students are being turned into stone. You could be next. Uh, who knows yeah. this what is going up. through their minds. Toughens them up. <laughs> if <laughs> anything.
2: will build some character.
3: Yeah. Moral fiber.
2: Speaking of that incident, they were going to close Hogwarts for that. I mean, th- there was, the, if if a student, if another, if, if those attacks kept happening, like they removed Dumbledore. But like if those, like one more, one or two more students got petrified or killed, the school was going to be closed. And then what would people do? Like if that was a real concern, like Hogwarts is um, governed by the board of governors they would have shut the school down and then people would have had to have like done homeschooling or something. There seems to be all these other alternatives for schooling that like than Hogwarts, but Hogwarts needs like grief counselors because all of this is happening to these students. It's like the threat was so real that Hogwarts could close. Now that the threat is passed, fill like fill the vacuum that was left by not talking about it, not dealing with it when it was happening by now talking about it.
3: Dumbledore really is the primary reason why this school is in desperate need of grief counselors.
0: Yeah.
3: He was willing to put the school in this position through the decisions that he made in the lead up to Deathly Hallows. And like, I'm just shocked like that as a headmaster, he had such disregard for his students that he would basically allow to happen what happened so that an entire battle came to the doorstep of the school and not even thinking enough of himself to be around to defend that school
0: yeah yeah he definitely noped out there
3: sorry i'm being tough on albus tonight
0: (laughs) (laughs) he was like good luck y'all deuces (laughs) Just is
3: i
2: set you all up for this you're all ready (laughs) so for the 98 99 year i think that Hermione, Luna, Ginny, the you know Dumbledore's Army members would assume kind of a de facto prefect rule. I think maybe you know McGonagall as headmistress might rely on them the way that you normally would during a normal year on the prefects to keep order, check in with students about their mental health. You you actually know that like Ginny, Luna, and Hermione would be really good at doing that, checking in with students.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what if there was sort of like group counseling in a way, like kids got together, like, you know, part of the Gryffindors got together for kind of maybe group therapy is the wrong way to put it. But sort of just like these designated times where everyone could get together and maybe just like reflect on their friends who passed. And it wouldn't always be a, a, a downbeat discussion, but there would be times where it did get serious, but then other times it would be lighthearted and more fun. So they can all remind each other that they still have each other. And there is, you know, a life after Battle of Hogwarts. Life goes on after Battle of Hogwarts.
2: I think there would definitely be a huge pull away from, um, like, tribalist sports, you know, where it's like, this house is against this house. Like, the call for unity goes beyond just, like, still putting up with we've got to win the house cup like if anything if they want to create peace they should cancel the house cup and house points like more so than exams because that was driving people into this toxic you know again tribalism um i think having like multi-house group therapy sessions or group hangouts whatever you want to call them in the room of requirement with comfy chairs uh would be would go a long way
0: I was going to say, maybe the room of requirement will come in real clutch and procure counselors.
2: Oh, <laughs> people go
0: there. And all of a sudden there's just built in counselors.
2: <laughs> well, or there'll be those practice training dummies that you get in the movies. Oh, no. <laughs> like, tell me about your feelings.
0: How does that make you feel?
2: Y- yeah. And it's just you pull the string and then they say, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, one thing I wanted to touch on, so I growing up in in both middle school and high school, um unfortunately there were students in my school that died. Um and w- at the in high school it was a devastating car accident, um in middle school it was a, a different tragedy altogether. But I wanted to talk about if you guys share this experience, what the school might have done to commemorate those students. Um like in, in particular, I know at the end of the year, definitely something in the yearbook was written about you know commemorating these students. Um, I know their locker. If you walk by their locker like throughout the year, it was like not given to another student. you know, it was like that student's locker it was basically like a memorial shrine sort of thing. Were there yeah. any other things that happened like to your guys school that might uh, apply to Hogwarts?
1: I definitely remember because we lost a couple of students and teachers in my high school years and i definitely remember them really emphasizing that we have brought in extra counselors to talk through things and you know if you need to leave class and take a minute uh, take a minute or maybe meet with the counselor immediately like it's perfectly fine or if you need to take some time off some extra days off it's okay they were just extra welp- welcoming in those ways, but I think your list kind of covered it, like the tribute in the yearbook and the grief counselors, the locker tribute. I I, I assume we did something similar. It's, it's a nice touch.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I feel like outside of those items, though, like the locker tribute, the yearbook tribute, maybe a letter home to parents, there wasn't really yeah. much else done. Like, they were like, yeah, feel free to go to the counselor if you need it. But they didn't bring in extra like grief counselors as backup. And there was also and it's probably something that we've gotten better at in our schools, at least I would hope. At the time, it always felt like there was this assumption that if you weren't friends with the person that you wouldn't be affected by it, mm. which we know is not true. Right. Um, so my hope is that schools have gotten better at that now. And that Hogwarts would be, uh, you know, recognizing of the collective <laughs> trauma that all these kids went through, even if you did not fight in the Battle of Hogwarts yourself. Certainly, you had friends who did.
3: Yeah, very yeah. similar to what's been shared already, and I just think too that at the time, it's given that you know, if we're talking about middle or even high school years, you're you're not able to fully process what's happened in many cases too. So uh, I also think that again, you know, I was in middle school and high school in the mid to late nineties when these types of things happened, you know, you don't know if by taking the time that Andrew mentioned, or, you know, going to see a counselor, if it's available to you, there's that perception of you potentially being weak or, or not strong Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's looking around at your peers too, and seeing how are they coping with it? How are they managing the situation? And so you may actually feel pressured in a way to not, um, take advantage of those resources that are available to you. So I think,
1: yeah, don't talk about your feelings. Don't show your feelings, stuff like that.
3: Exactly. Um, but for Hogwarts, I would hope they would do some kind of hall of remembrance, whether those are with. You know, maybe portraits or or statues, um, Ooh, a way to properly yeah. recognize. Yeah,
1: I think like statues for teachers, though, we did say that you no know, teachers died at the Battle of Hogwarts. I mean, there could be a statue of Dumbledore, even though he wasn't directly killed in the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah, I like the portraits idea, too.
3: But Lavender would never be in her portrait, so you wouldn't know.
1: Lavender, <laughs> there'd be like a question mark next to her portrait. Lavender, maybe, unless she shows up. For school this year we'll find out soon so we have this thriving community on patreon and from time to time we ask for answers from our patrons when about certain topics we did get some answers from patrons
2: pertaining to this question some really good ones this one is from courtney who says when they fixed the castle did they take the opportunity to update things did they get better security how about open and clean out the chamber of secrets do we get elevators and unisex bathrooms? <laughs> hey, listen, one thing at a time, okay? That chamber's going nowhere. It's not hurting anybody. Nobody's priority. I thought
3: the prefect's bathroom was unisex.
2: It is? Yes but very exclusive.
1: We're going to get so many answers to so many questions in Hogwarts Legacy. Whether they I call know. it canon
2: or not, we should just call it all canon. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll save us some some headaches. I agree. Why why build back? Why not do something totally new and and fix what was broken to begin with? Um I like the idea of like a lift.
1: I do think there would be improvements security-wise because they have to make the students and teachers feel safe there even if there is no threat. There needs to be some theatrics, like here in America, we added the TSA after 9-11, and there's a pretty general consensus that the TSA, God bless them, love all the people who work for them, um, does it actually help? Does it actually make our planes and our airports more secure? I think the jury is very much out on that. So there needs to be a little more security theater, I think, going on at Hogwarts, Mm. starting in the 98-99 school year.
3: With McGonagall, though, as headmistress, Mm. I don't think she's taking crap from anybody. So while Dumbledore was very lenient, for lack of a better word, in his policies, I don't think McGonagall would allow anywhere close to the amount of security nightmares that went on.
2: I think that's that's not to say
3: there shouldn't be new policies.
2: Yeah, I I think that's right on. I mean, like you were saying, Dumbledore pretty much put a target on Hogwarts every year by his actions, his actions, his inactions, his choice of appointments of staff, everything. And so it's crazy to think about how much safer Hogwarts will be with Dumbledore not at the helm.
3: Yeah, I mean, he should never have <laughs> let Harry come to Hogwarts in the first place. That would have yeah. made. <laughs> no, you shall not
2: pass. <laughs>
3: yeah, he should have um, sent him off somewhere else.
2: Homeschool private (laughs) tutoring. Yeah, pretty much.
0: I mean, who was going to homeschool Harry Potter?
1: Yeah, did he want to be at home for a second longer? Like, he was ready to get the heck out of there.
3: Send him to figs. I'm still trying to figure out the elevator part of this question. (laughs) Like, because of the moving staircases.
2: It's an accessibility thing. Yeah. It's just in general thinking thinking about a smarter layout. Because, you know, they built these things a thousand years ago. You know, like, I mean, the bathrooms are newer. We know. Well,
1: think about how tall the the castle is. It's probably like 10 floors of stairs just to get up to the top minimum.
2: Well, I think. Yeah. So if you think about like what percentage of the castle is rubble, like there's no reason not to switch some things around make it a Mm -hmm. little bit better, make it a little smarter, a little bit more accessible and inclusive.
1: How about a nice single story floor plan for Hogwarts? No stairs at all. Single story
3: ada accessible
0: i was gonna say open floor plan those are very in now
1: (laughs) nice stainless steel refrigerators
3: Uh, and as far as the unisex bathrooms go i i think it depends who's continuing to write the story yep (laughs) yeah there you go
1: nice three car garage nice led lighting throughout okay i'll stop with my you're just disgu-
2: you're just discussing your dream house
1: there's a pool in the no, backyard he, discussing what he has right now no. <laughs> it's not single story and no pool
2: but how many car garage
1: <laughs> two just two <laughs> only okay, two okay um steph says did harry finally take a damn break or more likely was he caught up in 12 months of trials and hearings at the ministry also where did he stay was he living with the weasleys at the borough or did he rent a flat somewhere those are good questions I questions. hope Harry took a break.
0: Yeah, I could see him staying at the borough for that year. Yeah, it'd
1: be good to be close, living very close with, with yeah. friends and family.
0: And he and Ron probably visit Hogwarts fairly regularly to see Hermione and Ginny.
2: Oh, their S.O.'s are there. Yeah. So then what's that like when Harry comes to like back? What's it like for him? What's it like for the students? Does McGonagall have to ask him not to do that? See, yeah, I was going to say,
1: it's like I would SNL think Ginny- sketch. Yeah. I, I would think Ginny would go home for the weekends just to escape Hogwarts. Harry doesn't want to go there. There's going to be a lot of attention on him. Yeah. Hogwarts is still probably triggering to him. So I would say Ginny would go home. When I was in college, I would always go home to record MuggleCast, no joke, and do my laundry. and Because I didn't like my
2: roommate. They could just go to, Ron and Harry could go to Hogsmeade and stay above the Hogshead. Um, yeah. And Ginny and Hermione could hang out with him there.
1: Yeah. I could see Harry and Ron splitting a bachelor pad. Yeah. A two bedroom bachelor pad. And of course, Harry and Ron aren't bachelors, but you know what I mean? Just two bros
2: (laughs) living together. No, they're bachelors. They're not engaged yet. As far as whether there would be hearings for Harry, I I think that's accurate based on what we know of the Wizarding World. But I don't think he would be victimized or like, um, I don't think he would be oppressed the way that he would, like, he wouldn't be in the same position that he was placed in at the hearings that he's been to before. Um, This is the everyone let's kiss Harry's ass right now kind of hearing where we're like moving forward, especially because the ministry, I'm sure the public won't know everything bad that happened, but the people where it counts do and knowing that Kingsley is going to be promoted to minister for magic, I feel like inevitably, you know, they're going to be having those talks about how do we shape the future of the government, like what oversight's did we have that we can like what security breaches can we shore up? True. Yeah. I
3: mean, we know he ends up working for the ministry, which it, to me still is a shocker. Like I'm stunned mm, yeah. that he ended up going uh, to do that.
2: But yeah, I, I agree. think you got to create a world that you believe in though. Right. So it's like, it's a mark. If Harry's working for the government, it must be a government that he believes in. I know he just, he fought so hard against them. In the series, it's just wild
3: that he would end up working for them. Well, and I I, I have to
0: think, you know, with the idea of Harry potentially going through uh, hearings and trials and things like that, I don't see him having very much patience for that after everything he's been through with the ministry. So I could see him going to Kingsley and being like, we got to keep this short. I'm not going through weeks and months of this crap. Like one hearing and I'll tell yeah. you everything you want to know, but that's it. And I and think Kingsley would go, go for it.
2: I am Iron
1: Man. <laughs> Next is from Sean. How badly do y'all think Hermione smoked everyone on exam scores since she didn't have to save Harry Irvine's skin and do half of their homework anymore? <laughs> that must've been great.
0: Yeah. Must've really ticked off whoever the top student in the sixth year was sort of in Ginny oh and Luna's God. year they were like poised to be valedictorian and then Hermione stays back an extra year.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs>
0: I'd be so mad.
3: <laughs> I just I had read it initially like do you think Hermione smoked and I was like wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> huh?
0: You know what? I got to have that stress relief. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's true.
1: That's how they're getting kids to come back to Hogwarts. They're going to be like, hey, we know you need a way to relax. We've got some ideas. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. We don't
0: have grief counselors, but.
3: Jeff Hutton wants to know, do you think the room of requirement would be used more often since so many people had to use it over the past year? And awareness is probably more widespread.
2: Yeah, probably. I think so, too. I, I think that the room of requirement, because we saw this in the Hogwarts Legacy trailer too, that that's kind of maybe like a hub of operations. It clearly comes and goes in fashion, like people know about it or they don't, but there are, you know, probably a few years where it's a lot more active. And I think that the 98, 99 Hogwarts year would be another year where it's active while those students, like you're saying, the students that either used it to escape from the caros or any other reason would now seek new ways of using it. And I think. Can it be used by multiple people at once or can it only be That's what I was just going to ask. Cuz like Harry know. can't get in there when Draco's using it,
1: right? Right. So no. Could the room split itself up into like six separate rooms if demand gets so high? That's my only guess for I, how the how multi-purpose room of requirement.
0: Like Zoom waiting rooms. <laughs> Zoom breakout. All right, everybody,
1: break out into yeah,
3: separate rooms. <laughs> yeah. But no, doesn't Draco show up there though? when Harry is going after the diadem.
2: So, yeah, he gets in because, yeah. Well,
0: because doesn't he figure out, and this might have actually been in book five, he figures out how to get into the room of requirement when Harry's there. He figures out he needs to be like, I need to know what Harry Potter's doing or I need to see what he's doing. Oh, So maybe that's how he got in.
2: And I think maybe that one time Harry wasn't doing the backfill thing where you have to be like and I can't you cannot let Draco in here yeah interesting there Uh, Cameron Kelly says we know Hermione went back for her seventh year so I gotta know what were the sleeping arrangements like did they just shove a sixth bed into Ginny's dorm yeah (laughs) maybe I don't want to get too
0: dark here but we don't necessarily know that five students would be coming back, or five female students would be coming Ooh. back in Ginny's year, right?
1: Hermione probably like deserves her own room. Maybe they can like remodel one of the old classrooms into a private bedroom for Hermione. I feel like she's earned that. She could just
3: stay in Hogsmeade too if she really wanted to. There you go. Ooh. Commute, commute. You know, take <laughs> nice that short walk. walk. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Jennifer wants to know, was there still a very strong stigma against Slytherin House the following year? After the initial sorting, do you think the students would mix, like sitting at each other's tables during meals, more and given or and be given more opportunities to have shared spaces?
1: I'm hopeful there was, you know, at the start of term, there was a very powerful speech from, let's say, McGonagall about h- how we need to welcome all students in all houses, and maybe specifically calling out Slytherin. But I think there would be a real opportunity there to convince the students to treat
2: Slytherins no different than anybody else. That's a bit ironic, because wasn't it McGonagall that put all the Slytherins in the dungeons?
1: She could be like, everybody makes mistakes. I have evolved on this matter.
0: (laughs) Everybody has those days. Is the dungeons thing a movieism, though?
3: I thought it was more of just letting them go if they wanted to, right? Like telling them that, yeah, Chloe's pointing out that they can just leave if they want to. I think the dungeons was done in the movies for effect.
1: And it does make sense why McGonagall would say, leave if you want to, because things are a little awkward in terms of the people who are fighting Hogwarts and the students. I
3: think, you know, we talked about grief counseling, but I think they need to do more to promote inner house unity throughout the year. Like if they're really going to try and- acclimate Slytherin in to the fold here. I think they need to do more like student bonding or.
2: <laughs> yeah. They also need more breaking they need down more barriers. PR. They, they need better like ways of communicating each house's traits to their own members even and saying like, look, if you're ambitious, that's not a bad thing. They need to basically take our Mugglecast episodes that we did on each of the houses and blast them or have like somewhere you can listen to them in the library or something because I feel like growing up, even if you get sorted into Slytherin and you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this because my friends say that it's the, you know, bad house, um, to have somebody who's probably supposed to be your head of house, but like we never see McGonagall having to answer for like toxic athleticism that like Wood has. But like, I feel like you really need a lot more understanding of how to value those traits within yourself instead of going with whatever the common conception is of that particular trait in the moment or in the school, yeah. in your student body. Totally. I think you should have to take a class on the other houses. That's a great idea. That would be great. Yeah, house history.
3: Hogwarts yeah, like studies. Merlin was a Slytherin, right? Right.
1: Right. All right, uh, next question. Hufflepuffle Kitty Fluffle said, what happened to the night statues after Per Totem Locomotor? That was my McGonagall. Well, Very hopefully good. they return to their positions. <laughs> I mean, and they went to the pub.
0: I don't Please. know. If you were granted sentience for the first time, would you Listen, go back fades. willingly? It fades. Well, maybe
1: McGonagall was like edit underdo edit undo after undo. Uh, the tragic. job was done. <laughs>
3: Well, some of them got smashed so yeah they would need a reparo spell that's
2: like i said they went to the pub oh you mean a different smash yeah <laughs> yeah I, well i uh,
3: <laughs> remember yeah. those giants with the big billy clubs that came in and like yeah yeah destroyed them
2: i like well, the going yeah, to the pub idea that's fun or going to if get there the it would local... just be fun to see like you're waiting like, in line for butterbeer and who's in front of you you can't see it's these giant gray things and you're like oh oh it's the hogwarts statues Yeah, I mean, if if their whole purpose was, you know, McGonagall in in the movie is like, do your duty to our school. So if it was a duty thing, then they are just going to return to their stations um, and lose their sentience until the next time that they are called upon to defend the school. And they're going to feel like it's their purpose. It's
0: messed up. (laughs) I mean, like there's there's a lot of stuff at Hogwarts that's messed up. Like you can summon food from nowhere, apparently, but they make house elves prepare food in the kitchens.
1: Like. Good point. I don't know. Well, Laura, maybe in Hogwarts Legacy, you'll be able to free the house elves from the kitchen.
0: Uh, apparently not, because they're still there during Harry's time.
1: Uh, well, but, but mm, you remember the tagline of Hogwarts Legacy, write your own story. Or no, live the unwritten.
3: Ooh. <laughs> there we go. Holiday 2022. <laughs> Next question comes from Emily, who... Wanted to know. We've obviously talked about Hermione returning uh, to Hogwarts for her final year, but any other students we think would have followed suit there and finished up their education.
2: Well, who do we often talk about about being in league with Hermione academic wise? Draco would definitely go back to Hogwarts. I think.
0: <sighs> what he? But would he need I to? Like... He was there for his seventh year, mostly, wasn't he?
2: You know what? You're no. right. Never mind. Um, well, but also, you know, I like... feel like it'd just be awkward for him. I feel like people who, it would definitely, he would be the textbook example of somebody who is made very uncomfortable by the association um, that he has, especially because he carries the dark mark. Yeah, he wouldn't go back. I take that back. Um, But there should be people, honestly, anyone who was at Hogwarts during Harry's years should just get a do-over. Should be like able to come back. was like, there was so much going on. Like this year, we didn't even have this class with this teacher because the teacher was, you know, it's like, or, just or even like... just
1: like a, a shortened school year, just be like offered a shortened school year by Hogwarts, or maybe they can teach those students on the weekends in Hogsmeade or something. I don't know. You should give them some nice alternative situations since they they did go through hell that year.
0: Or like summer classes. Not that year, but yeah. the following year.
1: Okay, and our final question comes from Julia. Paradise or Paradise. I'm gonna pretend it's paradise because that sounds nice. How Harry and Ginny got back together. I've definitely read a hundred fanfics about it. Eric, I wanted to include this since you are a fan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fan. How did they get back together?
2: How much time passed? Here's my headcanon. Oh, how much time passed? Um it would be pretty quick because all of his reasons for all of his stated reasons for going away. Arc put, and he would know that it was a mistake. Harry would have a, uh, like a line, something that he was, you know, prepared in advance, like a speech, like "I was wrong, I'm sorry." And he would get maybe <laughs> the first, he would get maybe the first three words out, "I was wrong," I, and then she would put her finger on his mouth and be like, "It's okay," and then kiss him. Oh very wholesome.
0: Yeah, I feel like there would be a degree of understanding. Like we just went through hell. Um, so yeah, nobody really has to sit here and explain why they felt the need to go hunt down Horcruxes because, you know, honestly, that's the Harry saved the world at the end of the day. So she going to be mad at him for that.
2: So he gets a mulligan
1: on the whole relationship. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Clearly, whatever happens, it worked out. And that concludes this week's discussion. Hope everybody enjoyed that. Hopefully we answered some of your questions and maybe gave you some uh material to chew on. If you have any feedback about today's discussion, you can contact us by writing or sending a voice message to mugglecast@gmail.com. If you're sending a voice message, just record a message using the voice memo app on your phone. You can also use the contact form on mugglecast.com or you can call us old fashioned way. We are 19203 muggle. That's 19203684453. Next week, we're going to review some of the official Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore material that has been released over the past week or so. Some very, capital V, very interesting clips have surfaced. These have been officially released by Warner Brothers, so it's not like we're spoiling per se. We hope they're keeping lots of other secrets for the actual movie, Uh, but we'll talk about What they've released so far. And there is some exciting stuff to talk about. So stay tuned for episode 556. By the way, one of our listeners, Justin, while we've been talking, did the math. MuggleCast episode 666. If we were to do an episode every week between now and, you know, if we were to take no more weeks off until we hit 666, episode 666 would fall on May 2nd. 2024. Wow. Battle of Hogwarts anniversary.
0: 666.
1: All right. It's time for Quizzage.
2: Yes, we're back by popular demand. Also, now we're in the chronological way of recording these episodes. So Quizzage uh, from last week's question was, what is Yusuf Kama's mother's name?
3: Bunty. Oh,
2: sorry. It is. It, that's a secret. That's a spoiler. Shh. Okay. The correct answer is Lorena, comma, in the story that he tells. And congratulations to the following folks who got that right. I missed Laura last week. Says somebody. <laughs> Mad eye is a Hufflepuff. Micah. Snape's on a plate. Anusha B. Slytherin princess. Ninety seven boobatuber puss sir king of kings legalized gillyweed jess's slytherin mila snape is our king remus john lupin the jessly Hallows, buff daddy yusuf's mama and tommy Haddad.
0: <laughs> yusuf's mama
2: <laughs> yeah we i felt i feel like reinvigorated like there's an energy that i didn't know was depleted and now it's back after reading those names Nothing like a but, good uh, break. Yeah. So, uh, in spirit of uh, a new new direction for Quizich, the following uh, question is multiple choice. Okay, this week's Quizich question: Finish this line of dialogue. "Quote, Minister, the evidence of the Dark Lord's return is blank. Is it A, incomparable, B?" inconvenient, C, inconceivable, or D, incontrovertible. Submit your answer to us on the MuggleCast website, mugglecast.com slash or click Quizich from the menu in the top. We're sure everybody's missed
1: Quizich, but if you're missing Quizich live, we'll have some news about that in another week or two. So stay tuned couple of reminders before we wrap up make sure you're following the show for free in your favorite podcast app so you get every episode when we release it on tuesday mornings you'll get it monday mornings if you're a patron at patreon.com slash mugglecast you also get bonus mugglecast installments we're recording a new one this week about spring break in the wizarding world and uh, you get access to our live streams and our planning docs the new mugglecast collectors club and so much more patreon.com slash mugglecast we couldn't do it without you so thanks everybody for your support there and also follow us on social media we're mugglecast on instagram tiktok facebook and twitter thanks everybody for listening i'm andrew i'm eric
3: i'm micah
0: and i'm laura
1: live the unwritten